Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos on Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello and Happy New Year. You're listening to Growing Together from Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Claire Venice and I'm joined by a new presenter. Many thanks to the wonderful Anne-Marie Powell for all her incredible knowledge and enthusiasm over the last year and a bit. We did 16 Growing Togethers since September 2020. But now I'd like to give a warm welcome on this very chilly January day to our new co-presenter, Another award-winning gardener. Hardly. It's Steve Amos. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Bit, as you said, a bit chilly this morning. It's a cold one. Yes, minus four on my car yeah. when I took my daughter to the station. It's taken us all by surprise, I think, yeah. hasn't it? It seemed it was so warm Yeah. over sort of Christmas and New Year. The, the temperature swings bonkers. It's bizarre, isn't yeah. it? I think it was the warmest, wasn't it? The warmest. It's 14, New Year. 15 degrees or something? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, this is what it should be like, but, but we're just not used to it, are we? No, no, not at all. Well, thank you for joining us. No problem. So Looking excited. forward to it. Yeah, no, I am as well, actually. It should be good fun. Now, tell us a bit about yourself. How long have you been gardening? Well, so I've always been keen on gardening for, forever, really. I think it stems from my, my grandmother, who was a fellow of the Royal Horticultural Society, and her passion was fuchsias, actually. And they had a lovely garden up in North Wales, absolutely beautiful garden, about, about an acre, about an acre of garden up in North Wales, which was absolutely glorious. And my dad owns a small holding in North Wales, and he's pretty much self-sufficient with veg. And I've started getting him into dahlias more recently, but I'm sure we'll talk about that as the year goes on. So I've always had kind of a finger in gardening somewhere, in some way, shape or form. But I think it really took off back in sort of 2012 when the allotments opened. And I got an allotment as one of the first in at the allotments. And it's just snowballed from there, really. And these are the Adhurst Estate allotments. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now for my sins, I'm I'm the chairman <laughs> of the Adhurst Estate Allotment Association. So you've been there for nearly nearly ten years now. Then it is. Yeah, it's coming yeah. up ten years. Yeah, which is incredible. And it's expanded tremendously, oh, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think we started with sort of forty or fifty plots, and we've now got over a hundred. Wow. Um, you know, and including the. Um, the sort of the, the, the tenants that have a stake for fruit trees, I think we've got nearly 200 members, which is just incredible, really. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes to show how much, you know, people are getting into gardening. Oh, massively. And, and I, think, I think over the last sort of 18 months, nearly two years now since COVID hit, I think people have really, really kind of focused on, on what's important to them. And not just from an outside space perspective, because you know not everybody's got a garden, um, and people wanted outside space. But I think a lot of people were really keen on certainly being able to s- substitute. You know, they're shopping from Tesco's or wherever with with their own homegrown produce. And I think more and more people, I think across the world now, are are really keen to know where their food comes from. And I think if you can go down to the allotment and put a fork in the ground and dig up some carrots or potatoes or whatever, and put them on your plate an hour later. People are into that. You know, people are, you know, I think being an allotment holder these days is actually quite cool. Not that my daughter agrees with me, but I, I, <laughs> I think so. Now, I used to have an allotment probably about 10, 11 years ago. Okay. I had one for maybe two, three years. Mm-hmm. And then I had two daughters and then I had my third. And when the third one came along, I just couldn't fit it all in. But I loved it. I used to go down early, early in the morning. It was an allotment uh, space in East Meon. And they okay. were brand new as well. So we literally had to dig 
the grass before we could yeah, have yeah. our plot. So it did take a little, little time to get it going. And I, th- I, I, I think people don't realise how much effort is involved in the lot. You know, and I think when when we get new tenants now, um, my vice chairman and, and dear friend uh, Coxie, you know, we, we paint not a bleak picture, but we're very real in what we we tell the potential new tenants that it is hard work. You know, we show them a plot that's been tended to spend hours every week on you know and it looks glorious especially in the middle of summer and then you show them the plot that they're going to have and it's as you said it's covered in grass they've got to take the grass up first and this that and the other and then um, they look at it and look at you and go well how do I get it like that <laughs> a lot of hard work is the answer yeah, yeah. absolutely good a lot fun of, a lot of weed pulling a lot of weed pulling definitely. that used to drive me insane oh really yeah because yeah. I just wanted to get to the good bits yeah you know? but like you said you've got to go through all the pain to get to get to get to the good bits so now January, yeah. funny time of year really for gardening, but a very important time of year. And, and I find it's the time of year where I start thinking, you know, new ideas, new plans. What can I do this year that yeah. I wanted to do last year or that was successful last year that I want to continue this year? You know, I find it quite an exciting time of year, actually. Mm. Although I can't actually be in the garden as much as I want to be. I can sit and I can plan and I can order seeds yeah. and, and things like that. Are you finding this is a time of year where people are thinking about having an allotment space, maybe? Um, to be fair, we've gone through that. We went through that in the autumn. Gardening year starts in November. At the end of October, sort of back end of autumn, we start sort of going through people who maybe haven't tended their plots properly or this, that and the other and invite people to give up almost. You know, mm. those that you, you can just tell when people heart aren't in it or they've had a new baby or there's a change in their lifestyle or circumstances that they just can't dedicate the time to the allotments anymore. And this year we, we had quite a high turnover actually, but I'm pleased to say we're full again and we're sort of coming into, as I say, the start of the calendar year and lots of people are really keen and as you say, you know, pouring over seed catalogues and looking at websites and there's so much information out there it's very easy to you know go down a rabbit hole for one of a better phrase that you know all of a sudden you just don't know what you're going to do because there's so much information there for people to look at actually that's a good point because it can be overwhelming can't Massively. it i mean i actually converted my front garden since i gave the allotment up okay. i still wanted to do a bit of veg yeah, and actually yeah. it's more like a little potager now where i have a mixture of flowers and veg in there and it's something I need to look at again this year. Last year, it went a little bit awry. I think it wasn't helped by the, the weird weather that we had throughout oh, the year. It's bizarre, yeah, last year. I, I talk to people all the time, and I think I've sort of, I have mentioned it before, and I know the, the article I write in the Post, you know, I, I mention it quite a lot. Talking to people about gardening is the best way to get knowledge. You know, you, you probably learned a lot from Anne-Marie mm. you know, over the 12 months you, you did this podcast. But, you know, I speak to all sorts of people and, you know, go to the shows and you speak to much more experienced growers than me. And the guy that does the, the flowers for the Harrow chap, Tony Clear, lives in the village at Sheet. You know, he's been gardening all his life. And I was talking to him last year and he didn't think in 60 years he can't remember a year like last year. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah which is bizarre. Bizarre. And actually also a little bit of relief in a way that it wasn't just anything <laughs> it wasn't just me or yeah. you yeah yeah no no we're all we were all in the same boat it was a weird weird year yeah odd year so i think we had a really warm start of the spring and then we had a really cold snap yeah and that just put everything all over the place you know i, I reckoned at one stage i was probably three or four weeks behind where i should have been but it all catches up with itself in the end. And then it was really wet, wasn't it? It was a oh, wet, wet summer. It was a really wet summer, yeah. Yeah, it was very old. So I'm <laughs> hoping, here's hoping. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Optimism. Forever optimistic, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've actually bought myself a new gardening diary this year. I, I had an old 
dog-eared one. I, I love it's got it's got a grid in it, and I like being able to plot uh, out okay. stuff. Yeah, Not yeah. that I really stick to it, but I like to sit and sort of plan because being overwhelmed by God, which carrots and do you even need to grow carrots? Oh, really I always grow carrots. Easy. Do you? Oh, well, I, I, I as you probably as you know, I grow for show, but I also grow for the table as well. And the variety of carrot I grow is great on the show bench, but also tastes absolutely delicious and I defy anybody to taste a carrot that tastes as good from the supermarket what do you grow it's no secret sweet candle all the time oh really yeah and it is sweet it's beautiful it's really good carrot do you grow anything alongside that because carrot fly obviously can be an issue and in the past I've grown you can grow companion plants can't you you can um and I've tried for I think it was five years it took me to grow a carrot without carrot fly okay. and I tried everything I raised them up I did companion planting I did this I did that nothing worked apart from Enviromesh it's the only thing that I found that worked so I now have a, a raised a raised bed it's sort of two and a half foot high filled with sand that I grow my carrots in um, and it's got like a um, imagine an old sort of western wagon mm-hmm. with hoops over it it's got that over it with Enviromesh over it. So all the light can get through, all the water can get through, but the carrot fly can't. It's the only thing, in my experience, yeah. that works. And you do that from the get-go, as soon yeah. as you put the seed yeah. in? Yeah, literally, as okay. soon as I plant the seed, it's covered. Okay. And it only ever gets uncovered if I need to do a little bit of weeding or thinning out, because the way I grow them, I just plant three seeds per what I call the station. Um, and then thin out the last two. That's obviously it's all for the show bench and the table. The world's most expensive carrots by the time you finish, <laughs> finish growing them. But yeah, no, they're covered from, from day one, literally day one. Top tips? Top tips already, Steve. Wow, can you believe it? And <laughs> how, how far are we in? Yeah, <laughs> look at that. But, but obviously too early to grow carrot seeds mm. now. What, what can you do? What do you do in January usually? Now? January, because I grow onions from seed. I don't grow them from sets anymore. I just grow them from seed. And like any veg, you can buy veg plants or plugs and you can buy onion sets, but the range is very, very limited. And if you're growing for a specific reason, i.e. the show bench, you can't buy the onion sets you need that, that do well on the show bench as sets. You have to grow them from seed. How long does that take? Well, I sow them in January. Do you? Some people sow them even earlier. You know, the, the, the big time show is like Medwin Williams, you know, 12 times gold medal winner. His onions will be a foot tall already, but he grows them in a superheated greenhouse with grow lights and this, that, and the other. And you know, and I'm I'm nowhere near that stage yet. And I don't think I don't think I'll ever get to that stage. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But uh, onions and leeks go in now in a heated greenhouse, uh, windowsill, or something in a propagator. Propagator with a bit of bottom heat, mm-hmm. um, and then when they, they come up, and what I do with the the onions is, you know, the the sort of twenty four pack modules. I sow two or three seeds per module. And then when they come up, thin out the, the weaker ones and then plant the plugs, for want of a better phrase, into a bigger pot. And then sort of March time, they go out as, as fairly strong plants. I've so, never grown onion from seed. I usually put, you know, the, the, the sets. The set and there's nothing wrong with doing that at all. You know? And they can go in now, can't they? I mean, garlic should have probably Garlic caught. should have gone in already. Yeah. But I think with garlic, you could probably get away if you, if you hadn't put your garlic in yet. Get them, just get, get some three inch pots. Just put the garlic in, just some compost, and get them going now. And they could be outside, outside. Put them outside or in an unheated greenhouse or a sheltered spot in the garden. Just don't let them get too wet because they will rot. And the garlic actually likes vernalisation, I think it's called. They like a real cold snap. 
and they kind of stop and then go again after that really cold snap. So we've had that. So hopefully, well, I've got garlic up at the allotment, so three rows of garlic in. But November time, I think it went in. So you're a bit late, really, for putting garlic in now. But you can plant spring garlic. So when it gets a bit warmer, you can plant garlic in, in the early spring. Personally, I wouldn't plant it now because the ground's probably too wet. Mm. But if you wanted to plant garlic, certainly get it in some, some three-inch pots now. Yeah, and some, that's a good Just idea. some general-purpose compost. That's a good idea. Yeah. What else? Sweet peas. Yes. Yeah, sweet peas. The problem with sweet peas is mice love them. So it's kind of a balancing act because a lot of people bring them inside and get them get them started inside. The trouble is if you keep them inside, they get really leggy very, very quickly yeah. and they just make really weak plants. So it's kind of a, a balancing act of fortifying the, uh, the, the modules that you've planted your sweet peas in that the mice can't get to them. But try and stop a mouse getting to something that they really want, it's almost impossible. I did three lots of sowing last year. The mouse ate the lot. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. did you not get one? Well, no, I did in the end. I grow sweet peas every year. And I have a method that I've done the last couple of years, and I've just done it again, actually, just now. You can, you can still do the sweet peas now. I'm trying to be a bit more eco-aware and okay. not use plastic pots yeah, yeah. as much. So I keep toilet rolls. Okay. And then what I do, I put toilet rolls in. I do use a, a big pot. So I put the toilet rolls in, stand them all up, yeah. put a bit of compost in them, yeah. and around them, actually, because eventually the toilet roll will just will rot. end up rotting yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah. And then I pop, like, three or four seeds in each little toilet roll because Absolutely. the thing about sweet peas is they need a, a long route they have a they long do. route so they yeah, have yeah. a long route um, so retainers are really good yeah. well, root trainers which you can pick up from the garden center yes they are plastic but they're reusable i'm absolutely all for you know recycling upcycling you know using eco-friendly stuff but i think the retainers are really really good and they open easy they don't disturb the root system or anything like that and you can sew them in exactly the same way as you do a um, a, a toilet roll but um, and you can reuse them. You clean them when you've mm. finished using them and use them again. I'd probably use the retainers I've got. I've got three sets, I think. But I'd probably use them for three or four different types of sewing last year. Uh, only, the only thing I find with using toilet rolls or I made some uh, newspaper pots last year for the Steep Flower Show plant sale. You don't want to give away all your, all your pots. So I just made these, these paper ones, which were brilliant. They worked really, really well. I actually used a cider can to wrap wrap the paper around and make these pots. And they were brilliant, absolutely superb. But once you water them, there's no structure to them, so they're very difficult to handle. But it sounds like the way you put them in the pot. Yeah, it holds them up. Holds them all together, it's a good up. idea. Yeah, yeah. and then when they, are, when they are ready to come out, they're still in clumps, so you can get them out in their, yes. in their clumps or separate yeah, yeah. them, whatever you need to do. So yeah. sweet peas now, onions, leeks have gone in. And the other thing which I plant around now are chilies and aubergines, a long growing season. It's really important you do keep them warm. Again, I probably wouldn't put them on a windowsill above the radiator because it'd be too warm, they get leggy, they fall over, they just don't make very strong plants. So toughen them up as soon as you can, but certainly sow them now and start the propagation going now, definitely. See, I, yes, I did that with chilies and tomatoes last year. Okay. But I had to redo them. Yeah, for me, for me tomatoes is a bit, bit early for tomatoes just yet. I think we're, we're plenty warm enough down here that they don't need such a long growing season. For me, probably mid-February, I'll start tomatoes. But but yeah, no, you can plant tomatoes, no, absolutely. But again, just think about how warm they're gonna get. Yeah, I don't think I will. I think I yeah. will leave it. I, yeah. did it. I wanted to get a head start because I don't think I did the previous year. People are in such a rush to get stuff going. And absolutely, if you've got the facilities to do it, you know, put them in a propagator, keep them in a, in a heated greenhouse, keep them frost-free, do that now. But the problem is, We've got such fluctuating temperatures at this time of year. You know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, really. But stuff will come good. You know, just, just bide your time a little bit. I think it was the thought of 
come April, March and April, which mm. is sort of key sewing yeah, yeah. Uh, months, it was like, oh, let's just get a job done that I can do ahead of time yes. so that it's not all that yeah, yeah, mad yeah. crunch then. But actually, there's always going to be that mad crunch in April. Of course there is. You think, oh my God, what, what happens if that doesn't work? Let's sew some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Or always have a bit of a panic. But going back to Chili's, I had the most successful year of chilies I've ever had. Did you? Last year. Excellent. And I, I did sew them on the windowsill above a radio. No, it's fine to do that, absolutely, um, but you just got to make sure they don't stay there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're exactly. They were they were great. They were little tiny strawberry ones and I, I'd never grown them before. I picked them because they looked really pretty on the packet, which, you know, that's the appeal. And they weren't too hot, but they did have a bit of a bite. Nice. So that sounds like a nice chilli we can use yeah, on yeah. a regular basis. And, and they were amazing, really strong plants. Beautiful to look at. Mm. They started out, you know, oh, they're a lovely, um, but chili plants. changed the colours throughout, yeah, yeah. you know, throughout the months, and and in fact, still going, just about. Is it really? Yeah, just Good about. Great. So I had about nine plants, oh, fantastic. and they're in a cold, cold greenhouse. Right, okay. So I don't think they're going to last much longer. Because they have to minus four this morning. I don't. Yeah. Think, I, don't I don't think they'll be very happy this morning. <laughs> I don't think they will. We did pick most of them, and then. Good. Either use them or dry yeah, they, them out. They freeze well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Chilies freeze easily. We put them yeah. in oil, so we've got a nice, oh, nice. nice chilli oil. Fantastic. So yeah, recommend, definitely Great recommend chilies. Yeah, yeah, no, really. definitely, definitely. I'm not a big fan of aubergines, but now is definitely time to plant them as well. It's sort of the same sort of growing time as, as a chilli plant, you know, so um, quite a woody plant, so mm. they, they need plenty of time to, to get going. There's yeah. a few things, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? As long as the ground's not waterlogged, you can do some digging. You know, now's a good time as any really if you haven't dug over your plot or your, your flower beds yet get out there and I always use a board anyway on, on the bed so I can dig easily but without compacting the soil too much and that's that's the issue this time of year if the ground is too wet you'll just compact the soil standing on it which you don't want to do so do you spend much time at your allotment at the moment I haven't done over the last couple of weeks it's, we're just coming out of the festive season haven't we but um, I've got a big long list of things to do up there so I, I need to need to get on I've got a new project this year um, okay. So I mentioned the carrots earlier. Mm. I'm going, I'm going, going big or going home this year. I'm actually giving it a go. Growing, you, you may have seen them on the telly, the, the long carrots. Yes. Yeah. Well, the carrots I grow, the sweet candle, sort of, you know, a good foot, foot and a half long sometimes, and um, these sort of three foot. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's a bit of a risk, but I'm going to grow the sweet candle as well. But I've, I've got hold of some barrels. Um, from the water board. Oh, I was going to ask you, what are you going to grow them in? Yeah, no, so some, some 55 gallon wow. barrels. Um, they're sort of nylon. Um, and a mate of mine, bless him, he came with a um, reciprocating saw and it, it probably took us, <laughs> took us about half an hour for each barrel to cut the tops off them. <laughs> and I've drilled holes in the bottom and I need to get my, my butt into gear and order some sand. Um, I think I'm going to need about three bags. Wow. Big, you know, the big tonne. Yeah. cubic metre bags I think I'm going to need about three of those so I've basically canned my asparagus bed which was just in the wrong place and the asparagus crowns have, over the last few years I get half a dozen spears each year so it's just a waste of space so that's gone and that bed is now going to be dedicated to uh, to carrots and parsnips as well grown in the same way in the barrels so that's my project that I need to the infrastructure's there. I just now need to sort the sort the sand out and, and get that all squared away. Oh, look forward to following. Yeah, I know, I know. It'd be, be yeah. good. I'm really excited about it. Actually, it'd probably be an absolute disaster, but uh, we'll see. We'll I'd see. be terrified about getting the carrots out. I mean, I guess is that the sand? You don't want them to break. So you fill your box or your tub or whatever with sharp sand. Fill it completely, and then I use a bit of um, sort of two-inch drain pipe and take a core of the sand out 
and backfill that with a, a secret blend of sort of fertilizers and, and fine compost. And then, then you sow your seeds on top of that and they grow into the compost. Okay. So they don't spread out as, as they would do in soil or they won't hit any stones because in the compost there is no stones. And that, that's how you get forked carrots and um, parsnips. So when they hit something, they just split. So the idea is to get them to grow true. So we'll see, we'll see. It's all, it's all all an experiment. It's all a big learning game, isn't it? But that's yeah, absolutely. But that's what's so great about January as well. You know, you you've got these new projects, you've got new absolutely. ideas, yeah, something yeah. else to try. Yeah, there's a few running repairs I need to do on the beds up there as well. There's a couple of, you know, they've been in now five years. The, the new beds that I put in, a couple of them are, you know, showing signs that they're they're five years old, so they need need changing out a bit. And then, but no, um, plenty to do. No, you mentioned raised beds. I don't have raised beds and I'm considering changing my growing lawn area to raised beds because all I did basically was dig out the turf. Okay. I don't know. I think, would you recommend that I, beds are better for personally, vegetables? And it, it's a contentious subject. Some people are absolutely dead against them because the thing when you have raised beds is you lose um, space to grow because you've got pathways in between them. So your utilisation of space goes down when you have raised beds. Now, I advise and recommend people to have raised beds because it's so much easier to maintain. You know, you can go to your allotment or to your, your veg plot or whatever, and you can look at this big space, and you right, I've got to dig that over. And it's, you, you, it's like a big plate of food. You know, you're done before you've even started. Whereas if you've got raised beds, you can go, okay, I'll dig that bed over today. And when you've done that, you can take a step back and look at it and go, brilliant, look what I've done. And I think the other thing with raised beds, you know, with a crop rotation and things like that, it's so much easier. You know, I've got a plan with all my beds on it and I just move, I, I don't do it scientifically, I just move everything down a bed each year. So nothing grows in the same bed each year, apart from the dahlias. But um, I just think it's so much easier to manage, so much easier to plan, you know, and as sort of more, more novice gardeners or people who maybe haven't got as much experience or as much time, I just think, it's, just think it's more sensible. That's my personal opinion. My, my dear neighbour, Coxie, you know, is a big fan of the open space method. You know, and there's a guy two, two plots down. Again, even more so, he has no beds at all. It's just one big plot. He's got a 10-rod plot, which probably two, two or three rods of it are apple trees, and the rest is just this great big bed, which he, he's got the biggest rotavate you've ever seen in your life. Goes up, rotivates it, plants his beans, potatoes and pumpkins every year. And that's all he grows, because that's all he wants to grow. And it just works. I guess that's the thing. Exactly. It's, it's what you want to do, isn't it? Exactly. Yourself and what you want yeah. to try. Yeah, exactly. You know, so there's no right or wrong answer about beds. I'm a big fan. I just think they're easier to manage, better for your own motivation and, and planning. Is Why make life difficult for yourself? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another New Year's resolution. <laughs> exactly. Don't make life difficult for yourself. Now, I've, I've got a question, actually. Uh -oh. We've been asked a question. Okay. And this is something, actually, we love. If you do have a question... Please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. But I've been asked a question by Joff Lacey. Okay. None other than Joff Lacey. He's asked, when do you start to chit potatoes? Great question. Probably end of January, early February. But again, really important to keep them frost free. I found a great space. I, I do a bit of gardening for a friend down the road and he's got a, a converted garage loft, which isn't used. So we put a paste table, you know, a wallpaper paste table. Mm -hmm in front of the uh, Velux window. It's unheated in there, but completely frost-free. Egg boxes, and brilliant. Chit the potatoes really well. And yes. that's for all potatoes? No, all potatoes. You don't, you don't need to chit main crop potatoes. Okay. However, any, any advantage you can give the potatoes, do so. 
but um, but certainly your new potatoes or your, your second earlies definitely get them chitted and I'd start start February early February okay so in a, in a cold ish area frost, frost free, free but a bit of light 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 is okay. essential there yeah. you go Joff <laughs> <laughs> have high hopes for you this yeah, year yeah <laughs> and traditionally potatoes planted Easter weekend yeah. And that's, again, is that that's for new potatoes? Everything. Uh, it's everything. Everything. Everything in. Because the only difference is the amount of time the potato stays in the ground. So your new potatoes will stay sort of 10 to 11 weeks, maybe it's at 12, and then your main crop will stay sort of 16, 18 weeks. I plant all mine at the same time. Are there any varieties you would recommend? Oh, do you know what? A friend gave me some um, seed potatoes last year of a variety called Anya. Oh my goodness. What a delicious potato. I think it's across the old pink fur, mm-hmm. crossed with something else, I'm not sure what, but beautiful. Beautiful, hot, roasted, boiled, cold, in salads, just delicious. So uh, on my order form there, I have two kilos of uh, Anya seed potatoes. <laughs> two kilos? Two kilos. Yeah. Serious business. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably split them with a friend, but um, I'm only going to grow three varieties this year, which will be kestrel, which is a coloured potato, for the show bench, also very tasty. And then the white potato, a variety called Nadine. And then for just general consumption, everyone loves a new potato, don't they? I don't think technically the Anya is a new potato, but they go well as a new potato. They're delicious. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So definitely, for me, game changer was last year. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that's the great thing, isn't it? Like we were saying about, you know, well, at the allotment definitely, but wherever you go, if you chat about gardening to people, there's so many tips and advice you can get from people. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's the beauty. The gardening generation is, is a fairly older generation, but there's new blood coming in all the time. And I think that's what I enjoy when I, when I go to the shows. You know, he's talking to people that have been showing for 20, 30 years. I'm only in my fifth, sixth year. I know nothing compared to these guys you know literally don't have a clue but they're, they're so generous with their knowledge and it's, it's also they get a bit miffed when you go and beat them next year <laughs> with yeah. the knowledge that you've given them but hey we'll roll with that but it's great and I, and I love it you know just surround yourself and you're like a sponge you just soak up this knowledge from these people and it's it's brilliant absolutely brilliant well it's been brilliant talking to you Steve sometimes I find January quite a hard month because it's cold, it's grey, it's yeah, dark. But look, there are signs, aren't there? There are massively. I mean, the hellebores are starting to flower. You know, I think that warm spell we've had, the daffodil bulbs are going mad. I've got some with, with um, buds on them already, you know, mm. which is just crazy. Snowdrops will be here, won't Snowdrops will be here before we know it. Yeah. You know, there are definite signs, you know, which is awesome. And it's, it's an exciting time of the year for planning, as we've already said, planning, get your seed orders in. And if you've not done it before, just give it a go. There you go. Give it a go this year, you never know, and we're here on hand if you have any questions. You can email us, if you'd like to contact us, on team at shineradio.uk, or you can call or WhatsApp us now on the same number, which is 01730 and you can always find us at shineradio.uk. Thanks so much, Steve. No problem, nice Look to speak to you. Forward to talking to you next month. Take care. together new every month and always online at shineradio.uk queen of the borders i wanted to get a head start because i don't think i did the previous king of the allotments so i've always been keen on gardening forever petersfield gardening royalty 
growing together on Shine Radio. Give it a go this year, you never know, and we're here on hand if you have any questions. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos. New every month and always online at shineradio.uk. 